Good afternoon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm Susie Larson, and this is Live the Promise. And we are here to help you engage in a strong and active walk of faith. So glad you tuned in. Hope you've had a great day and a great week so far. Well, I want to talk with you for a moment about a word that's actually very significant to us as Christ followers. Are you ready? Here's the word. Pursue. Scripture says, seek peace and pursue it. It also says, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Pursue these things. Think about it. Pursuing peace, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, even pursue gentleness. And Scripture also says that his unfailing love pursues us. Isn't that amazing? How how long has it been since maybe you've pondered the idea that God pursues you with relentless passion? Have you thought about that lately? Think about it. The star-breathing God, the creator of the universe, runs after you. He cares for you. He watches over you. And we're called to run after him and to run after these other attributes, peace, righteousness, godliness, faith, perseverance, love, gentleness. Why? Because they're good for us. They're good for our souls, for our character. And when that happens, it's good for the world around us. When we become more like Christ and we learn to persevere, we learn to be gentle. We learn that God not only uh, pursues us, but he invites us to pursue him. Things change in us and things change around us. So what if you took that idea and wholeheartedly applied it to your marriage? What if spouses started to earnestly pursue one another and together they relentlessly pursued God? I mean, what might change in the marriage? What might change in the world around that marriage? Well, my guest today is my friend, Dr. Greg Smalley, and he joins me to explore the whole idea of pursuit and what it means for us. So though he really needs no introduction, I want to honor him and give him a proper introduction. Dr. Greg Smalley serves as vice president of marriage and family formation at Focus on the Family. He and Aaron live in Colorado Springs. They have three daughters, a son-in-law and and a son, Garrison. You can find their influencer page on our website at myfaithradio.com. Dr. Greg, welcome back to the program. Susie, always amazing to be with you. Love so having you as well. Thanks for having me. Yes, and we know Erin's on location. She's doing some shoot or something. No, I'm kidding. I made that up. What, <laughs> she's somewhere, though. <laughs> she, she's got Annie at the doctor's office. Oh, that was close to a video shoot. <laughs> it was very close. Maybe Sorry they're about videoing that. something. Exactly. Yes, well, we're going to have a story to tell after, I'm quite sure. So, <laughs> But before we get into this topic, which you picked, again, I always love to just hear what's on your heart, and this is such a... An, interesting uh, idea to explore, especially in the context of marriage and faith. Um wonder if you have a verse you've been thinking about these days you can share. Yeah, Psalms 23, 6. So this is out of the message version. It says, your, your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that thought as you set up the show, just this idea of, of, of pursuit and to remember that first and foremost, God just didn't save us. God just didn't bring us into his adopted family, but God continues to pursue us, to chase after us every single day of our life. And, and for me, I was thinking about that going, you know what, the, in the same way kind of that God pursued me as to be a part of his family and to make that choice to accept him and, and Christ as my savior um, it, it, the, the, it didn't stop in the same way that I chased after my wife to win her, to get her to marry me, the, the, the way that God continues to pursue me every single day. I need to do that same thing. But the question is, is do, do I do that or do I just get busy? Do, does life just go by? And it started to convict me. And I really started to explore this idea of, of pursuit within my marriage. And I tell you, I've learned probably one of the best things I've learned 
had a long, long time about how to keep my marriage strong. Hmm. Boy, I can't wait for us to unpack this. I'm thinking you've got an incident or story, something that sparked this for you, no? <laughs> well, you know, we had the... <laughs> Maybe. The, <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. You know, we had the, I was thinking about this the other day during the eclipse. And so hmm. the night before the eclipse, so Sunday night, Aaron spontaneously, I mean, it was like 10 o'clock at night, says, hey, why don't we surprise... Garrison and Annie, because we have two of our children, of our four, still living at home. She said, why don't we surprise them and take them out of school? Instead of just watching the eclipse, let's hike up to the top of a 14,000-foot mountain in Colorado where we live, and let's watch it from there. You know, so I'm thinking, oh, come on. First of all, traffic, for real, everybody's doing that. We'll be stuck. I mean, I thought of a million reasons why that's a terrible idea. <laughs> we'll be closer to the sun. I'll lose my eyesight for sure, you know, being that, that high up. But we ended up going, and, and it was, I tell you, you talk about an amazing adventure. Um, although it, what I'm learning is that, you know, here I had these high hopes and high expectations that we'll have kind of, we'll close the summer with this amazing adventure and we'll get along and the harmony and the peace <laughs> and the bonding. And the hills will, will be alive with the sound of music. Uh, oh, right? abs- that was, mm-hmm. of course, a part of it. <laughs> Never quite turns out that way <laughs> is Garrison and Annie start to bicker <laughs> is we're, you know, in the car. And I'm saying, Scott, you, I'm not refereeing you to today. This is a no fight day, which lasted like three seconds and they're back to bickering you know we we get there and Andy's never hiked that that far and so I mean that's you know it's about 2,000 feet of elevation gain to get where we're wanting to go and so she is the most little dramatic little thing it just you know the whole time just I, I I'm so tired of hiking and I can't do this and my legs hurt so bad and at one point she lays down on the trail and goes <laughs> I just can't do it, Dad. Just, just leave me here. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the back of her hand over her forehead. Really, Seriously. save yourself. <laughs> you know, in in we ended up having we we had a great time. It was a blast to watch the eclipse from the top of this mountain. As a matter of fact, this this big, huge right for us in Colorado, the eclipse happened right at eleven. 47 a.m. Hmm. And so just, I mean, it's 1146 and we're, we've got our glasses ready. I mean, we're ready to see everything. And uh, this big, dark rain cloud <laughs> flies in. It just blocks our view. Oh, so wow. So there we are on top of this mountain ready <laughs> to see the eclipse. <laughs> we've got a cloud. And now the, the, the good news was that you could actually see the sun through the cloud. You could kind of see the, the, the outline of the eclipse. So, I mean, we still felt like we got to see it. Hmm. And so we, we had a great time. But here, here's, here's what I won't forget. So as we're, as we're climbing back down, you know, I was, I was saying, Annie, you seem to, you know, you're, you're not complaining. You seem to be doing well. You're enjoying this. And she goes, Daddy, I am. Because everywhere you step, I go. I step. I'm following you exactly. And it's really easy when I follow you. Hmm. Very good. And I thought, you know. Man, th- this whole idea of, of of pursuing not just God, but but pursuing my wife, really is 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 that that's the 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 analogy. That's exactly what I need to be doing everywhere that that Aaron is going, wherever she's stepping. I want to make sure that I'm I'm right there, hmm. that I'm following her, that I'm interacting, we're connecting. I mean, we're we're doing that. 
And so for me lately, that's kind of where, where God's been, you know, uh, stretching me as far as, well, okay, so son, Smalley, what, what does that look like? Like, how do I do that? How do I pursue my wife in the midst of even being married for 25 years? It's a great question. And it's really made a difference. Well, I'm so glad and I'm excited to unpack these. And as you're talking, remember Blackaby did the study experiencing God and his premise was wherever you see God working, you know, join him there. There's life there. And just taking that sort of idea, Greg, and thinking about the idea that Jesus is already pursuing your wife. Um, And so to go, Lord, how and where are you pursuing her? Where are you working in her life so I can join you there? I mean, that would just take even pursuit to a whole new level. I mean, if we could really lean in and get that discerning with the, with the Lord and with each other, you know, to, to and even to be in touch with God and with each other enough to go, I think I have a sense of where God is working. I want to come alongside and I want to pursue my spouse, but also speak into the life in that place. So they're not just handling that alone, you know? Very much so. You know, as I think about what Annie said, you know, Dad, wherever you are stepping, I'm stepping there. I'm chasing after you. You know, I mean, I chased my wife, you know, 20, what, six years ago to win her. Yeah, I think about the things that, that I did um, that were, you know, unique, trying to, to woo her, trying to, to to win her over, to be my wife. And, you know, then when we got married, I, I, don't, I don't know if I consciously ever made this decision, but I think my behavior spoke volumes to my wife. Sort of the message was, you know what, I, I won you. Why, why continue the chase? Mm. Now we're going to build the life together. Now we're going to be doing all these things. Now we're going to have kids. Now we're going to get jobs. Now we're going to go to, you know, and our life just got so busy. And, and, and I think the way that I chased her once we were married changed. Mm. So as you started to explore this idea um, and maybe where, where you stopped chasing her, I mean, you're a great husband and you do pursue her and you nurture her, but did you see any places where you'd let your guard down or places that God said, you know, shore back up again and, and maybe that's a wrong analogy, but you know what I'm saying? Were places where you're like, um, you wanted to reestablish the chase, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. For for me, um, I think that there the, a part of the chase that is so critical is 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 it, the, I think there's an observation part, and then there's sort of a behavior part. And in and I probably lean more towards the you know doing certain things like if i'm chasing her you know bringing her flowers or whatever but but there there's another important part of of chasing pursuing our spouse that involves really observing and and, and continuing to learn and and like like if i'm you know like is annie was following me yeah i mean the, there's a way that she's observing where is he stepping okay i gotta step there um there's, there's, you're looking for certain signs. You're, you're, you're doing a great job of, of observing. And I think that just in the busyness of life and with four kids and work and church and just, you know, managing life together, it's easy for that to fall to the wayside because it's like, you know, I know you, we've been married now for a while and, and, and there's something that's been powerful lately about really, really trying to do a better job of, of observing her so so I know, so that I can track her. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of like a hunter. Yeah. We, we have to, you know, observe and learn how to follow 
what we're pursuing and, and we need to do that with our spouse as well. Awesome. Talking to Dr. Greg Smalley, a focus on the family. We're talking about pursuit, the chase, the idea that God chases after us. He pursues us with a relentless passion. What if we started to pursue each other in marriage with that same kind of passion and the way that God pursues us? We'll explore that when we return more with Dr. Greg Smalley in just a moment. for tuning in today. I'm Susie Larson. This is of The Promise. I have my friend, Dr. Greg Smalley on with me. He joins us a couple times a month, oftentimes with Aaron, who's out today. But we're talking about the idea of pursuit. And this was really something God put on Greg's heart, the idea that God pursues us with a relentless passion and, and he chases after us. Imagine that. And if we took that idea into marriage where we pursued each other, and we, even with the idea that God's pursuing our spouse, how about we follow in his footsteps? So Greg, take it from there. Just some of the things that God God taught you as you start to kind of dig deep with this whole concept. Well, first of all, you know, Genesis 2.24 talks about, you know, that that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united with his wife and they become one flesh. You know, love that verse. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm all about marriage. We have married. We do marriage ministry. That's one of the most important marriage verses I know. And I love that idea of unity and togetherness in, in one flesh. And that's really, those are great words to describe that oneness that God desires for our marriage. And yet when you look at the King James version, that's where you find those words that we often use in teaching premarital couples, leave and cleave. If, you know, man shall leave his mother and father and shall cleave to his wife. When, when you look at the word cleave, it's really interesting because again, I usually, when I think of cleave, I, I normally would, would, would say, Oh yeah, that's about bonding and unity and togetherness, you know, that one flesh. But the, the and that and that's really where the Greek word for cleave that's that's what that means. However, the other day I saw for for the first time I just have never noticed this before. But the Hebrew word for cleave means closely pursued. There there's a verse in Judges twenty forty five and that's talking about the when the Israelites they were being pursued hard by their enemy. And it's just, it's the same Hebrew word. And, and when I, when I read that, that's what it just kind of the light bulb went off, you know, that aha moment that, you know, the, the, the Hebrew word for cleave is all about chasing after our spouse persistently. And Susie, that's when I started to go, but yeah, do, yeah, do I, what, yeah, how does that really show up then in my marriage? How am I continuing to closely pursue with persistence my, my wife? And it was just interesting. I just had never seen that that Hebrew word for cleave. That's amazing. And I wonder how much the the love languages play into effect here, as far as how we feel pursued. Do you know? Um, you know, for me, it's quality time and acts of service. Those are my things. And uh, yesterday morning, um, I think that was when it was. I drove to work, and I had two um, low tire pressure lights on, and I saw them again yeah. when I came home. And I mentioned those to Kev. We've got tons of construction going on in our neighborhood because of a major hailstorm. I mean, they deemed it a catastrophe zone about a month ago. So oh, like wow. every other house is getting a new roof right now. So anyway, I'd forgotten about it, uh, which was 
Good, right? <laughs> Forget about the lights and the dash. <laughs> that took the dog for a walk this morning. It's it, no big deal. Exactly. <laughs> out of sight, fine. out of mind. You know. <laughs> anyway, I mentioned it when I got home from work last night. Well, this morning I took our pit bull out for a walk, and I came back and kept in his dress clothes on his knee looking at my tire. He remembered I'd forgotten. He said, there is a roofing nail in your tire. This thing's going to blow. He says, how about you give me your keys? And he took my my truck and... And it needed four tires, but he just did it thousand bucks because they couldn't replace one because of uh-huh. kind of damage. But he came home like it totally put a dent in his day, and he handed me the keys. And he says, "You have a nice day, honey." And it was just like he was as sweet as could be. And he thought of it even though I'd forgotten about it. And I just couldn't help but think of that example, Greg. When I'm thinking of times we pray for things and then we forget about them, but God remembers, and he's that's part of his pursuit is. He's, he takes good notes, you know, and uh, he really does. Yeah. And, and I think if, if we're going to pursue our spouse, it, it really has to begin by remembering that God still pursues us. Mm. And, and I think a lot of times I'm so focused on pursuing God. That's what I'm trying to learn. How do I do that better? And, you know, how do I read more to understand him? And just all the things that we've learned and are taught at church you know, within our small groups, within our Bible studies on how to pursue God, which is so important. And yet there was something powerful when I just sat back and thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm familiar with the verse that yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, he's been pursuing us, you know, forever. But, But once he got us and once we're in his family, he doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I don't often really think about. And that's why I love that that Psalms 23 verse, that your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. And, and that's, a, that's an important reminder for us just to be able to settle back and, and rest in that truth that we have a God who's, who's never going to give up on us, who's just going to keep coming and coming and coming. And I think about that with my kids. You know, I can take rest through the pain of watching my kids make poor decisions. And, you know, for for some, a child has walked away, has become a prodigal. And and there's comfort in going, you know, and I tell this to parents who come up and say, what do I do? And the first thing I always say is, you know what, man, the great news is that, that their Heavenly Father is always relentlessly, ruthlessly pursuing them. And so it's easy for me to talk about that as it applies to others. But Susie, I'm telling you, I don't know how often I think about that truth as it applies to me. Mm. You know, and to think, you know, because again, even when we think about the idea of pursuing God, it so quickly can become an ought to and, and a should do if we think it originates with us. But it's a get to because it originated with him. He loved us first, right? We love because he loved us first. And he pursues, we pursue him because he started pursuing us first. Right. And and I wonder if you think that it originates from him, it empowers us to pursue each other in marriage. And I, I would imagine you're not just talking to husbands about pursuing your wives. I mean, wives love to be pursued. So we're not that hard to sweep off our feet. I'm just saying. <laughs> but but this is for wives too, isn't it? Totally. It's, it's for both. I mean, God is modeling a very powerful truth for a marriage, and that's the faith. One, your spouse should never stop, and that's for both the husband and the wife. And that's, you know, Philippians one six. I think about that, and I'm certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. In other words, he's, not, he's never going to stop helping us to become more like Christ. He just he's he's there. And that that's a that that's a powerful truth that I want to bring into my marriage. 
and and so that's the you know that's where God's been working on me. Going, hmm. okay, so what what is that going to then look like practically every day? What what am I going to do different? And and I, I really think Susie, it's it, there's two things that that when I think about closely pursuing Aaron, I, I think there's there's two key things that that I have to remember to do. And the more I'm practicing these, it, it's they're 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 getting easier and easier. Okay, we've got about two and a half minutes to our hard break at the bottom. Can you give us a glimpse into one of those? Yeah, let me set this up. The um, not too long ago. Uh, we were going on a hiking trip again as a family. We love to do that. Colorado is a great place to do that. And so stopped to get gas. It's going to fill the car up. So we have this whole plan where we're going to go hike. And we were going to grab some food at a Chick-fil-A first. So I'm getting the gas and, and I drop everybody off the Chick-fil-A so they can order. I'll pick them up and off we'll go. Simple plan, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> However. Perfect plan, really. Yeah, it, perfect. <laughs> seriously. Like that was well planned. <laughs> Other than the part that I didn't plan that happened was that somehow I dropped my wallet at the gas station. <sighs> so when I went back to pick them up, and 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 I, I was I think Aaron didn't get something or whatever, but I was I went to pay for some more food or something. Garrison, our teen boy, probably wanted another whole you know value mm-hmm. meal, whatever. And so I go to pay, and my wallet's not in my pocket. And I'm thinking, where's my wallet? So I looked in the car. I mean, I looked everywhere. I could not find it so we went back to the gas station now we're late now you know now we're delayed for the hike everybody's like come on find your wallet why do you always lose it why can't you know you know mm. one of those deals and certainly i'm like i'll find it's here somewhere and so garrison goes well hey I'll let me you know i've got your find my iphone whatever thing on my phone and so let me look and so as i'm searching went into the gas station oh, they haven't seen it I came out, Garrison goes, hey, Dad, I've got good news and bad news. And I'm like, just tell me, what is it, what's happening? He goes, well, the good news is I found your phone. The bad news is that it's about two miles away oh. moving. Oh. He goes, someone has taken your your phone. And by the way, my wallet is in phone is one combination. Oh. Like I have all my credit cards and license. Oh, Everything yeah, is with my that? little phone. So he sees it on the run. So now what do you do? chase after you know, now, it exactly <laughs> you pursue it's, it exactly because <laughs> he goes dad it's in a neighborhood i can see the house here's the number so i'm like let's go boy you're 16 you're strong yeah. we can take whoever's got my phone so we're going to pause the story there i want to find out did you hop on his back did you take him down did you shake his hand was it, it your wife? Ugly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Aaron, go get him. <laughs> exactly. We're going to hear the rest of the story when we come back talking to Dr. Greg Smalley about the whole idea of pursue. What a, what a great word. What a great thought. More great conversation when we return. Glad you tuned in today. I'm Susie Larson. This is The Promise, talking to our good friend, Dr. Greg Smalley from Focus on the Family, having a really fantastic conversation. I've said this before. What I, one of the things I love about having Greg and Aaron on every couple of weeks is God put something on Greg's heart, Greg and Aaron's heart, and they'll send me the topic. And today it is 
exploring the idea of the word pursue and the whole idea that God relentlessly pursues us. And since that's true, what if we started to pursue each other in the context of marriage, where we pursued our spouse and really even discerned how God is pursuing them and came alongside them and followed in God's footsteps. And so you were saying before the break, uh, uh, telling a story about you're all getting ready to go hiking. You dropped your kids off at Chick-fil-A to make the order. You're getting gas and you're going to pick them up. You picked them up. You realized your phone slash wallet were missing. So you guys went back to the gas station. Garrison used the Find My Phone app to find that your phone is was found, but it was moving down I-35 or whatever. at <laughs> 55 miles an hour, but it was a couple miles away. And what'd you do then? Yeah, someone has my phone. Oh, so I don't know if this is a thief. I don't know if this is a good Samaritan. But either way, that phone is on the go. Now it's stopped in a neighborhood. So I'm all charged. Let's go. Let, let's raid this house. I'll tell him I, we won't press charges. Just give me the phone slash wallet back. But now Aaron, you know, has a way of, of bringing good, solid sense mm. into, into my impulsiveness and so she said let's call the police so we did but it took them forever to get there and which is understandable I mean, this wasn't a dire emergency it was to me mm-hmm. but uh once they got there the the phone had left that neighborhood and now is 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 on the move again and so you know i'm frustrated going you know what it, it was right there it was like you know a mile away we could have gone there you could have charged in but now it's moving and so now Murphy, my other, you know, one of my daughters, she also has the phone. She has the app up. So both Garrison and Murphy are tracking my phone. And so the police officer goes, well, hey, how about give me her phone and I'll go track and follow and get this thing back for you. Hmm. So we're like, yes. I mean, this is like a real live drama unfolding. And so, you know, this is like cops the moot you know the tv Just show like we're, we're a part of it <laughs> exactly like it and so um we all of a sudden as we're watching the the car the my phone in motion i realize and say to aaron okay that thing is headed to our house they've got my license oh. they have our address that is going to our house we need to be there to protect our stuff so we called our neighbor who's like this ex Navy SEAL or something and told him that, hey, can you just kind of be on the lookout? Don't shoot anybody. We're just, just look, <laughs> you know, just observe. And so we headed that way. And it was the strangest thing as we're driving, following, you know, my, our phone back to our neighborhood. It gets right into our neighborhood stops. We're watching it stops right in front of the house. So as we pull up, there's the police officer um, with with this person. And so now we don't know, is this some big confrontation or what? And it turned out that it was a, it was a, a good Samaritan. Someone mm. found it. They didn't want me to start canceling credit cards. And so they were trying to drive it back, hoping wow. that they could get that, which, which was great and nice. It was just so funny because we were convinced it was evil mm-hmm. and they were going well, to I have the gift of and, suspicion as well. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, I'll tell you, the, the funniest part of the whole thing is that, um, our daughter Taylor was, was about to get married. And so my sister was out shopping for a bachelorette gift. And sometimes, you know, my sister has a great sense of humor. Sometimes she can get a little inappropriate. (laughs) So she bought something for my daughter that she thought was really funny that was on the more perverted side. And she took a picture of it, sent it to Murphy's phone to say, ha, 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 look what we got your sister 
and the cop is reading it. He said, yeah, <laughs> someone sent your daughter a really weird picture. I mean, how, wow. that never, how could that even Only happen? the smallies, really. Only, only to <laughs> us. But tell you, here, here's the principle. Okay. For, for, for that, those 30, 40 minutes, man, we were huddled around Garrison's phone watching every single movement of of my phone, tracking exactly where it was going, anticipating, oh, I bet they're going to get on this road. Yes, oh my goodness, they're headed towards our home. There was a way in which that we were so closely observing what was going on that that's what I need to do first and foremost. If, if I'm going to closely pursue my wife, it's because it starts by really truly observing her, watching, learning getting to, to know the subtleties. If, if I'm tracking an animal as a hunter, you know, I'm, I'm learning the, the signs and the, the particular scat that's on the trail, mm. you know, the, when branches are broken. I mean, I'm, I'm learning everything so I, can, so I can get to this animal. And that's the same thing that, that's easy to, to drop out of a marriage is this, this willingness and this, this, this ruthless uh, observation of our spouse. Wow. Excuse me. Talk about what that would look. How how has that happened for you from Erin? I would love some practical examples on both sides when you have felt pursued by her. You know, it, it's all about just just gaining knowledge. You know, it's it's we've used this phrase before. You need to earn a PhD in your spouse. In other words, you you have to so know them. The problem is that Erin is always changing. I'm always changing. As every day, maybe something's different as we enter into and out of different seasons, as our, ch- as our oldest daughter got married, things changed for us. What Aaron needed, maybe what, what I needed is we started a new job or moved to a new community, went to a new church. I mean, always there's change and in, in our, in our attitude has to be that I, you know, one lifetime isn't long enough to really get to know her. I want to. I want to keep keep learning. And, and Aaron does the same for me. It's you know what 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 is what what do I like now? What what do I want? You you talked Susie about you know understanding love language. It's a great thing. You know I I I know what what Aaron wants as far as love love language. She's all about gifts. You know for me it's 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 words of affirmation. It's, so it's just it's 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 learning all of that. What 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 are her hopes and dreams? What are her fears? What does she like? Uh, how, you know, observing how how's she feeling today? Just the more and more that we can, like we were doing with with that iPhone, is just carefully tracking where it was going. The more that I ask her questions on, you know, Aaron, in, in this season, you know, what how, what's the best way that I could could love you? What 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 would that look like? You know, a- asking each other those those kinds of questions, th- th- that helps us to truly to to follow to to observe, and that sets us up to then be able to closely pursue our spouse. Boy, and you really you think as you said, there's certain seasons where you may need one thing more than you need another from the spouse, right? And so to be in such contact uh, with each other, really to be communicating. This is the kind of season it is for me. I mean, even to have a date and I like to say, if you were to describe the season of life you're in, what would that be? And what do you need out of that? I mean, those kinds of conversations, it's just, I think most couples love to have those things with each other so you can help each other then pursue the other, right? It's true. In, 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 we, a lot of us stop the chase. 
Yeah. We, 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 we stop the, the observation. We, we get habituated. We, we get comfortable. We get, you know, we just, we're used to one another. We, we believe that, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I know Aaron. I've been married 25 years. Of course I know her. That's just, that's a horrible attitude. It, it may be true in many ways. I mean, the, there's certainly ways that I can predict, you know, the, how Aaron might respond or might react to something. I mean, that that's not what I'm talking about. It, it's it's a willingness to go. I I I don't want to believe that I know my wife because what it does is it forces me to ask and observe and learn and pay attention. And in it's 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 turning towards her. And if we if we do that, and I think Susie, if we just did that, that is that that changes our marriage because now I'm 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 intentionally watching her to to learn, and and, and that's a, that's a that's a powerful attitude. How about for the spouse? I'm thinking. Let's talk to the wife right now, who says, for one, he just doesn't pursue me, doesn't seem interested, and two, he's so shut down. I don't even know what he needs. So where do I start? Yeah, I, just again, I can't control Aaron. I, I all I could do is what, what can I do? And I would say to to her, man, just wh- whatever you want, d- do that. You know, what what would it look like just to just to pursue him and 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 ask him some questions and you know notice what what is he interested in? What, where does he like to spend his time? And and I, I get that it's hard to to feel like you're the only one doing that. And that that's painful. That feels lonely. But something happens though, when 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 I enter into that space of going, you know what, I, I want to be a great husband, and that's all I can control. And and God, I'm going to have to put our marriage into your hands because it takes two to have a great marriage. But I can I can show up differently. So maybe maybe he you know we're on the verge of the of the football season starting. And, and, and as painful as that is, and you may feel like a, you know, on the verge of being a football widow again, you know, what would it look like to, to, to just notice what, 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 what's his favorite team and, and what, what's his favorite player and, and college wise, what, what does he like and, and join in those things? I'm not, I'm not saying that's solving anything. I'm not even saying that it's going to make you feel better, but there, there's a way in which the, the, your integrity, you're showing up different. And that difference, boy, that that can ignite something. You know, when someone feels pursued, you know, some, you know, lot, oftentimes they, they reciprocate that. It, it doesn't. It's no guarantee, right? But but it's it's the only place that you can start is do it. Mm-hmm. I would imagine too, as we kind of go back to some of these passages from Scripture that prove that Jesus pursues the one. He pursues the one. He and he in love and you know. Lo- but your unfailing love and kindness follow me, pursue me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's just plenty of passages that speak to that. So I'm thinking of that wife listening today who's maybe got a husband who, you know, you just love it if he pursue you. But maybe even start with going, okay, God, you pursue him. I don't see evidences of it right now, but you're pursuing him. You say you are. Show me how you're doing that. Show me how I can join with you in that and be hands and feet of Christ to him in the way that you are, Lord. And then show me how you're pursuing me to help my heart. Because I think so often, if you're not getting something in marriage that you really ought to get, that God intended you to get, I feel like God can reveal a portion of his character to you with a special grace. You know what I mean? To fill that gap. And um, I would just say, run after the Lord and see that he's running after you and your spouse. And that might heal a portion of your heart too in that time in between before you see the breakthrough, you know? 
and it's hard, but that's exactly yeah. right. And that's why we kind of started with this idea of just, just notice what, what God is doing for me. And he is continuing that, that pursuit. I love that the verse in Psalms 23, six that, that you alluded to. And again, if you, if you really dig into the Greek in the Hebrew word, the Hebrew word of, for that follow me, that, that, that idea of following is, is this pursuit, this run after chase, attend closely upon. So it's just, it's a, it's a great reminder. God is doing that. He is chasing us relentlessly in, in, if even if it feels painful because I'm the only one to do it, it's the right thing to do because that's what he's calling us to do, to be like him. Mm. Well, let's pause here. When we come back for our last segment, we're going to talk more about just action, you know, putting our feet to our faith when it comes to pursuit and really putting faith to our hearts when it comes to believing that God is pursuing after us. What kind of difference does pursuit make? We'll talk about that on the other side, talking to Dr. Greg Smalley of Focus on the Family, and we will be back in a minute. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Susie Larson. This is Live the Promise, talking to Dr. Greg Smalley of Focus on the Family, talking about an interesting concept in the walk of faith and in the context of marriage, and it's the idea of pursuit, that Jesus pursues us with a passion, with with relentlessness. He pursues us, and taking that idea into the context of marriage, what if we pursued each other that way? What if we became students of the other? We just started to learn how God is working in their lives, and we just went after our spouse and, and became experts at what God's doing in their lives, and, and join with God in that, you know? And talk, if you would, Greg, even just a bit more about about action plan here, what it looks like to put feet to our faith, and what, what difference it might make. And I love that, Susie, because the the way that I'm remembering this is it's just two things. First, it's all about following, which is observation, but then we've got to have action. And I love the word woo. That's just one of my favorite <laughs> words as it applies to marriage. Something cool about, hey, how am I wooing my wife in Hosea? So remember, this is where God is using the prophet Hosea and his unfaithful wife is is a is really is an analogy for his relationship with the children of Israel who've been unfaithful to him. So as God is pursuing his bride, the children of Israel, he he's wanting to win her back. The thing that that he says in Hosea two fourteen, I love this verse because it's 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 listing what is he going to do. So this is God. It says, therefore, I am now going to allure her. So the first thing that God does to win back his wife is he's trying to allure her. It's the same thing as, as wooing. Allure, you think about you know casting a, a lure towards a fish. You're, you're, the, the whole goal is to throw something at a fish that's going to cause that fish to turn towards something bright, something colorful. And it's in the same way, I want my wife to turn towards me. I want her to notice me. That's what wooing is all about. The action is is learning to do things that will cause Aaron to turn towards me, to lean in. That's the a way of us connecting. But it, it all involves taking now what I've learned. So use the you know Gary Chapman's love language as an example. So Aaron's love language is gifts. So now I've observed that and I've learned that. I've watched. I see that she loves gifts. She's given gifts all over the place. 
And what's funny is I I could care less about gifts. Mm. Like she's she'll bring home, you know, something that she found you know on sale to present to me. And I've and I've learned over the years because in the beginning I'm like, why did you buy? Why would you spend money on that? I I, I mean, it's like I could care less. Like it 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 made me more mad that you spent money on something <laughs> I could care less about. But for her, her face lights up, and mm. it's like she's presenting this this amazing thing. And I've learned to get excited and to go, "Thank you so much." And then I go stick it in my closet and never think about it again. <laughs> but for her, you know, I've, I've watched that, so I see that she does that with her friends. Susie, I know you guys are friends. I know that she every time you guys get together, it's like you both are presenting each other with. It's like two. Queens meeting for the first time. You <laughs> dump all these gifts on each other. It's so funny. And Kevin and I look at each other like, hey, mm. you know, we yeah. give knuckles. Fist bump. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fist bump. But so, so for me, it's, it's, it's observing that. And so I've seen it. Now I want to put that into action. I want to allure her. So for me, you know, getting her something. I, you know, she loves flowers. We even had, I even asked her, I th- it was a couple Valentine days ago. I said, hey, let me ask you this case. And I said, be totally honest. Be real with me, okay? I said, now, I can get you all kinds of stuff, you know, candy and flowers and a gift card or, because she loves gift cards, or I said, I can give you one big fat gift card and not get the other stuff, but just apply what I would have spent on the other stuff to your gift card. I said, what would you rather have? What do you think she said? Candy, flowers, gift card, or no, maybe, I don't know. Or a, a big gift card, large mm. amount gift card. I couldn't tell you. Which one did she say? She wanted the big gift card. Mm. And okay. I fell for that. So Valentine's Day, I didn't get her any flower, I didn't get her anything. Just this big double, you know, gift card. And so she goes to the grocery store. Before, you know, we're going to go out, she's going to get something for the kids. And so she sees flowers and she went, oh, you know, those are nice. I'd kind of like those. So she decides to buy herself flowers (laughs) knowing that I was going to get her a gift card like she told me to. (laughs) And guess who's in line in the grocery store right behind her? My boss, Jim Daly, the president of Focus on the Family, (laughs) is watching my wife. He's watching the, the, the vice president of marriage, his wife. Buy her own flowers on Valentine's mm. Day. What'd you learn? Can you imagine? That he's, <laughs> I've been relu- relentlessly teased, <laughs> ruthlessly teased for years now. Mm. Thank you to my wife. The mm. point is, but see, I, I asked her, I've observed, you know, and, and, I, and now we've got to put that stuff into action. We give the gift card. We, we give the flowers. We, we give the, whatever it is that, that she's really wanting. And Aaron and I asked each other this one time. This is a great question. Ask your spouse this. What do I do that causes you to turn towards me? That when I do it, sort of allures you and and causes you to really notice. Because, see, that's the stuff that I want to know. And that's, you know, for Aaron, again, it was, she says, man, when you bring me a little gift, oh, you know, that's huge. When you, you know, do the dishes, you know, and, clean the kitchen without being asked that's that's huge you know that causes me to lures me causes me to turn towards you for me Susie it's all about when when Aaron is laughing and being playful that so causes me to to turn towards her that so lures me I'm like a big mouth bass (laughs) chasing after some lure when she's being funny and playful just the other day she said hey can you climb up into the to the attic and change the air conditioning filter, you know, the, the little filter. 
And so I was like, yeah, fine. So I climbed this ladder, get up into our attic. You know, everything's dark. I've got my little phone. So I head back to the opening, and everything's dark. I can't see. And right as I get there, she pops out. Her head explodes out of the opening and screams as loud as she can. Scared me to death. (laughs) I mean, I almost fell over through the ceiling. You know I mean? That kind of terror. And yet, I I tell you, I love that. That makes me feel so loved <laughs> when she takes the time to creatively come up with a new way to scare me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just awesome. love that. Isn't that that allures me. Yeah. That's the point. And it is that's... such a good point because everybody's so different. Someone else that may just put them right on, you know, put their hackles oh. up because they don't want to be surprised yeah. and scared. But yeah. that's awesome. Aaron because would she's... shoot me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's concealing carry. She yes. can take me right <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> but like for me, I do give a lot of gifts away. I love doing that. And people often say, you give out of your love language, but receiving gifts is not my love language. I really don't care about gifts at all. But I love quality time and yeah. acts of service. That means the world to me. So coming back from that walk this morning, seeing Kev in his business clothes on his knee, looking at my tire and following through and taking care of it. I mean, I couldn't even believe he did that. And he remembered, See, even though I forgot. You. He totally did. And I just think that was absolutely amazing. And but But he knows me and you know your wife. And I just think, boy, Lord, help us to know each other well so we can love each other better you know it's true and 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 we have to do both we we to your point we have to learn and observe and and know each other but then we've got to put that stuff into action and 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 all this takes intent and you know there's so much that that goes on within our marriage that you know just happens and we're working we're busy we're raising kids we're involved in all this other stuff i mean that stuff's just going to unfold and happen we don't really have to try to get involved in all that other stuff but you you we have to be intentional we we have to go okay how wh- wh- how will i observe her and again i think asking questions is the easiest way you know tell me one thing that i could do that that helps you to feel loved. I mean, it's whatever, something simple. What's your love language? And then we've got to put that into action. And I think as we do that, that's how we're 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 living out that 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 word cleave. When God says to leave our family and cleave to our spouse, it's all about closely pursuing them mm. and following and 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 some sort of action gets us there yeah okay we're going to pray in about 45 seconds but i want to know tell me one thing you propose to do before you get back on the show next you talk know, about I, putting you on the spot but i know you'll do it so anyway yeah i i i think when when aaron when i ask aaron those questions of of you know what what is something new based on whatever's going on in our life right now what what what's the best way that i can show you love when i when i pursue her with that kind of a question uh I, she loves it because mm. i i don't do that a lot yeah you know, i watch her and i observe but but i don't always really say okay tell me what what is one thing so for me it would be coming up with one new thing something whatever it is that that would help her to really feel loved mm. and pursued. well i look forward to reporting back what that is when you come you back next do? you're not getting out of what, this what am i gonna do to pursue cow i'm gonna go out and fix his tire I'm just kidding. <laughs> he probably doesn't want me to do that. His monster truck. Exactly. Good luck. With no that kidding. Yeah, it's bigger than I am, so I'll think of exactly. something else. <laughs> As we wrap, wonder if you'd pray. Just that there be an awakening to this whole idea of pursuit in marriage. Would you pray? 
God, thank you for pursuing us. Thank you for observing us, for for wooing us constantly. It'll never stop. Mm. You'll never end that pursuit. And God, help us to do that. You know, especially you know in our family with our kids, but but with our spouse, Lord, just help us to to really to to do a better job of observing and, and really trying to learn and follow closely and get what they what they love and want and need from us, Lord. And then the courage and the strength to to follow through and to put those things into action, Lord. Just just help us to be doers, not just hearers of the word. So, Lord, just help us not to be observers of our spouse, but to really learn how to allure them, God. Thank you for modeling what close pursuit looks like. Lord, give us the ability to do that. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Always appreciate you, Greg. Thanks for taking time with us today. What a great conversation. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Until next time, my friend. You've been listening to Live the Promise. I'm Susie Larson. In just a bit, you'll find a podcast of today's program up on our website at myfaithradio.com. Coming up next, you'll hear uh, me. I'm going to have a conversation with Lori Short. And we're talking about when changing nothing changes everything, how to reframe your disappointments, reframe your perspective. Another great hour is up ahead, so don't go away. We'll be back in a minute.